This is Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show, helping you build and enjoy the retirement you deserve. If you're looking for a better way to pursue your financial goals, the team at Hampshire Wealth Management is here to offer clear financial guidance to help you towards a more secure and successful future. Have a question for the team? Connect now at hwealth.org or call 720-706-8787. Now, Denver's Dollars and Cents on 630KHOW, Denver's talk station. And again, we cannot thank you enough for listening and starting your day with us. I am Bill Seller, along with Troy and Laurie Hampshire of Hampshire Wealth Management. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We're doing great. Happy to be here. How are you, Bill? Couldn't be better. Could not be better. Well, I got my hair done. I got my shoes on. I look good you for a do six, look great. Six, six o'clock radio show. <laughs> Loveliest co-host ever. <laughs> he doesn't get ready for radio. <laughs> I thought you looked kind of sharp from here. Thank I you. <laughs> Thank you ever so, Bill. Really appreciate it. Oh, my. Well, we're here today to help uh, help folks kind of make sure that they're where they need to be when it comes to retirement, to talk about uh, just stuff in life, things that affect our retirement money and just living life and to its fullest when we're not working anymore. So we've got some things coming up on the show today. Uh, we're going to go through what signs to watch out for to know that you're ready to retire. Also, Troy and Laurie are going to answer a question many of us are wondering, and that's if you decide to work a little longer than most people, when should you start taking Social Security? Uh, also, why the federal government's been a big winner in a couple of recent lottery jackpots, and what do Americans think about six times each day? We're going to have that answer for you. Ponder that for a moment, won't you? Mm. What do people think about six times a day? We're going to talk about that as we roll through the show. But I want to get started today, uh, guys, with, um, you know, we all know wages are increasing around the country. But unfortunately, uh, U.S. inflation is outpacing it by, by quite a bit. And according to Bloomberg, the gap between the two is the biggest that we've seen in more than 20 years. What, what's your take on what's happening? Well, it's it, it's news right now. And the inflationary profile that we are currently in in this cycle, it's going to continue for a while. So it doesn't really surprise me. Uh, but what's more interesting, Bill, is that if you look back historically, wages versus inflation, we can go back all the way 40 years. And if you factor in inflation, the wages then had the same spending power that they do today. So it doesn't really surprise me, but I think the biggest one is when we talk about inflation is that they talk about just general inflation overall. But right now, I think uh, folks would agree that there are certain sectors in the United States that are way above where we're at on general inflation. For example, the housing market is way above the six to seven percent that we experienced last year and they're predicting that we'll experience this year uh, inflation wise as well. And where that really affects people, it, it depends where you live. And I'll give you an example. We had clients that relocated. They were young professionals. They are young professionals from Denver to upstate New York. Guess why? They could buy more house there than they could in Denver, Colorado. And that's shocking to a lot of folks. But for our listeners that live here in Colorado and in the Denver area, it's not shocking. You know what? And two, I, I just came across a little news thing feed from last week that Money Penny released some news that ranks the states, the United States, according to which ones are forecast to be the richest and poorest in five years. 
they predicted the future values of real GDP, personal income per capita, and Zillow home values, which I know we go to often, sure. Troy and I do. Um, anyway, you want to guess where Colorado ranks in five years? As far as the... The richest, the top richest. Oh boy, in five years? Gosh, I'm going to say it's, it's got to be in the top five. Oh, well, you're close. No. Yeah, it was top seven. Personal okay. income, estimated uh, income is 73522 Estimated home value in 2025 is 558961 So almost 560000 for a home, just a regular home in Colorado in five years. Well, and that, that's pretty close to where it is right now, actually. So that's probably even lowballing a little bit yeah. uh, where it's going to be. But that goes right to my point. You know, I was born and raised, Bill, in, in small town Nebraska, uh, a little town called Hastings, Nebraska. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's Hastings is about, it's about six hours just straight east of Denver, right? Here's what's interesting. So when we talk about inflation and wages, it does affect people considerably more depending upon where they live. So for example, in Hastings, Nebraska, as of November 2021, the average home price was $159,700 at 91 bucks a square foot. That's in Hastings, Nebraska. That's the most recent data. For that same time period here in Denver, the average sold price was 557000 The average ask price, 525000 for $341 per square foot. So these, these communities are literally six hours apart. But if you live in one over the other, do you think wages versus inflation is going to make a, an impact? Absolutely. So it's a big deal. It's not just, hey, 6 to 7% inflation. We're talking about certain sectors that are ballooning way past the average inflation rate in this country. So it, it, it's certainly something to talk about. Isn't it exciting? It exciting is. times. <laughs> well, well if, if you don't mind me jumping in, I'm going to tell you one place I saw it, and I am not happy. I was at a Mexican restaurant the other night, and there was actually a note on the menu that said, your first round of chips and salsa are free. The next round is 250 I have never had to pay for extra wow. chips and salsa. At a Mexican restaurant. You I know. wish they would charge me because then I wouldn't eat them. I'm, I'm, that's actually really smart. I, I'm telling you right now, that's where yeah. you know you got trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is lovely. I think everybody should instill that. Just go Mexican <laughs> restaurants. Go for that 250 Yeah. Oh, man. You know, it's shifting gears just a little bit. There was a, a, a convention just held in Las Vegas. It's called uh, mm -hmm. CES 2022. Some folks that were at the convention are calling it creepy but cool uh, when it comes to the latest humanoid robot that was unveiled. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you very much. I heard that being beautiful is a compliment to humans. Yeah, so that was a robot. That uh, <laughs> was out at the convention. Siri sounds I wonder, better. I wonder if it argues. <laughs> I want one. Yeah. You yeah. want one? You already have a wife that does. What do you? What do you want a robot that does? So, so I don't think so, they're programmed to, to argue. So some of the other things. <laughs> let me get down that road. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Yeah. Some of the other things that were unveiled that they're kind of cool, really. Uh, augmented reality glasses, more electric vehicles, uh, a self-driving John Deere tractor for those in the farming business. I just always think it's kind of amazing and cool to to see what's coming out with technology. But when, when it comes to financial stuff, guys, uh, are there cool innovations out there that you find to be most helpful for that as well? There are many. Uh, and, in, you know, when you, when you say the word technology, that 
turns a lot of folks away because let's face it, there are certain folks from certain generations that they shy away from technology. And I, I was one of them. You know, it's like if we had anything technology related that needed done, we have four kids, it was up to them to, to figure it out for us, right? But that being said, technology is here and it does allow us to serve our clients on a higher platform. And it also gives usable, user-friendly technology to our clients. I'll explain. So we have a platform, first of all, that assists us at Hampshire Wealth Management and our, our entire team to be able to give a higher level experience and level of service to each one of our clients. It's called Virtual Advisor. And essentially what it does is it informs us so we can make sure and not miss any important dates, for example, for each one of our clients. I'm not talking about birthdays, and hey, those are important. I'm talking about important dates. Hey, Bill, you're 59 and a half. You can now make withdrawals from your retirement account without that 10% penalty. Hey, Bill, guess what? Next month, your window opens up for Medicare enrollment. You don't want to miss that. This is your first year that you're required to take a distribution. Uh, you're age 72 from your retirement account. Just all of these important dates that, you know, it's hard to keep track of all this stuff. So the back end technology, the virtual advisor, really gives us the leverage and the tools and the capability to be able to provide that higher level of service. Now, the other side, Lori, you, you probably spend more time with that. Uh, teaching our clients, but it's it's very user friendly. It's called the generational vault. Yeah, and you know I am so not technologically savvy at all. I'm pretty much pathetic when it comes to it. I'm like anti tech, but I will say this is one of my favorite things because it's so easy. And I'm not a tech nerd at all. Like I'm the opposite. But we use this. It's again, it's called the generational vault, and it's a Virtual safety deposit box is what I think of it as. You can access it anywhere in the world so long as you have access to Wi-Fi. Um, it's not transition-based or trans. you can't make transitions on it. Transactions. Transactions, thank you. Yeah, transitions. Apparently, I can't either. <laughs> but, but you can't make transactions on it, but you can see it's like a snapshot, a daily updated snapshot of your financial summary. I don't care if you have stuff with maybe us or Charles Schwab or your own bank, First Bank, whatever it is, you can put it all in this virtual safety deposit box and access it, see the values daily. They're accumulated daily. Um, so it's a nice summary to break down what your assets, including your home value, your liabilities, your expenses. Uh, it's And it's really easy to use. It has so much information that you can put in it, um, including wills, copies of your wills, trusts. People put their taxes in it, into it. Troy and I put our passports in it and we've used those when we're overseas and I don't actually physically have the passports, but I need a copy of it. So it's just great. It's a bank of information that it holds that gives you snapshots anytime you need it. And we certainly use it every time we see a client in our offices. Yeah. It, it's also a great way for clients to not be overwhelmed with managing all of these different components of their plan. Let's say it's a little bit more on the complex side and it's, I, I call it an online portal. So not just the accounts that we may establish or, or manage for you, but again, let's say you're still working and you have a 401k that's, that's there. And every once in a while you log in and kind of make sure that thing's doing what it's supposed to do. And you have a, a, another brokerage account over here, maybe an, an annuity over there. 
And most people have different financial vehicles or accounts with different custodians, right? So you can upload or connect, I should say, every single one of these accounts into your single online generational vault portal. So one login instead of five different logins to see what's going on, one login and all the values are up to date in real time, by the way. Yeah, they're just aggregating daily. And so, you know, this thing has multiple uses, you know, over the last since COVID and, you know, everybody's out refinancing their homes, for example. How many times did we get phone calls saying, boy, I I need a, a snapshot of my overall financial picture? Guess what? If you are a client and you have this vault, you can go in and with a click of the button, you can create and print off a real-time, up-to-date financial sheet. Take it to their bank, and that's all they needed. So it's a it's a powerful tool in more, more ways than one. And this is as techy as we get, people, because if our internet goes down to the office, well, we are out. We're tapping out for the day. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've got to believe, too, that that's – that's going to get better as time goes on, right? Generationally, obviously, you know, my kids, they, they were kind of raised on this stuff, but my grandchildren, I, was, I mean, I, my grandson was winning games on a phone at two years old. Yep. So this kind of technology is not going to be strange to people in, in the next 20 years at all. No, it's, it's, it's going to be necessary that they, they come forward and, and, and learn. because And now most people, they pay bills online. They go online to check their bank balances. And most people are trying to, to gravitate towards a paperless life. And this is just one piece that really helps them, regardless of how much or how little they have. Absolutely. And, and you know what? The, the best way to kind of keep a handle on where you are with your retirement plan and to make sure that you actually have a retirement plan because a lot of us think we do and then you know what we talk to somebody who really knows this stuff and it turns out we don't so getting (laughs) getting your ducks in a row and and having a second set of eyes on things is not a bad thing as a matter of fact it's a good thing so you know calling the team at hampshire wealth management right now could be one of the best things you do all day their phone number 720-706-8787 720-706-8787. Get your free financial review done as soon as you can. Because making sure your retirement plan is working for you the way that it should be, well, that's what gives you peace of mind when you're no longer bringing money in but spending all that money that you worked so hard to put away. So again, their number, 720-706-8787 at Hampshire Wealth Management. And of course, find out more by going to hwealth.org. And as we uh, we continue here, guys, and I kind of hate to be a downer, but boy, towards the end of the year, and, and we were just starting to lose celebrities left and right. I mean, John Madden died. Uh, Sidney Poitier recently yeah. passed away. And of course, coming up on the 17th would have been everybody's favorite, Betty White's 100th birthday. And I, I watch a lot of tributes about her. I grew up with Betty White. And, and the one thing that I, I, I found interesting was that in almost every interview, she just talked so much about how much she loved and missed her last husband. And mm-hmm. when she was, did an interview with Larry King in 2014, she actually explained why she never remarried after he passed away. When you've had the best, who needs the rest? Was Alan Ludden the best? Yes. What was so special about that marriage? Because he was, he was everything that he purported to be. You'd see him on camera and he was charming and all that. But when you got to know him, he really was that person. He wasn't somebody 
being somebody on camera. I mean, it's just crazy to think that, that she lived for 40 years of her life without him. And I, I know you've got people like that to walk into the office and they talk to you, right? I mean, be, be, besides the emotional part of losing your other half, you know, what, what are some of the financial implications for those of us that survive? You know, I just have to say first that, man, it's always good to hear her voice. Um, Lori and I, one of our favorite all-time shows. And He's guys, admitting this right now. I'm, I'm admitting, admitting this. Uh, Golden Girls, I bet you we've seen every episode at least five times. I know I have. Yeah, you may be There's more. no shame in my game. I have, but you Apparently not. there's not in mine. I, there was a day you didn't <laughs> want to admit that on the golf course with your friends that <laughs> yeah, I throw you under the bus sometimes. I know. But that yeah. is just a good show, so it's unfortunate. And, you know, it is something that, unfortunately, this is the worst part of our job is when we lose one of our clients to um, anything. When somebody becomes a widow, it's it's very trying. It's, it's, it's an awful thing for the family, for everybody that a person leaves behind. But, you know, whether... You're young. We get a young widower. I, I we were thinking about this earlier. I think in our in the 30s, we've got a few widows ha, that have become widows in their 30s. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, the later in life, the better. But there's so many. There's a, just a myriad of obstacles that any widow is going to have to overcome. Obviously, financial is a huge one, and so many people, so many women, don't want to get involved necessarily in finances we always try and meet everybody where they're at any couple where they're at in life and we understand that a lot of people don't want to know they just want to know that they've been taken taking care of it seems like it's, it's unfortunate i mean even bob saget just died mm -hmm. a couple of our friends fathers just passed away and had the memorial um this past week and it's just i was talking to the granddaughter and she said what's hardest is that She's going to have to have my dad and the uncles help her with locating, you know, bills and locating passwords and locating policies and investments because she doesn't know anything. And I, I said, gosh, it's going to be a year long struggle. There's there's going to be a lot of grieving that needs to happen. There's going to be a lot of it's always like fact finding. I feel like, you know, Nancy Drew sleuthing, you know, when somebody passes away, what they have, what accounts are still alive and active and and. Um, it's so much work again and grieving but i will say when somebody passes it's 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 a good solid year before they're kind of on their feet and whenever i meet with a client who's just lost their their spouse they're looking at today like can i get out of bed today that's sometimes what they're dealing with and it's i just tell them don't don't you're it's going to be a year before you're back where you're supposed to you know i remember you know when you're young and your parents friends are passing away and that's like all they talk about and you're like geez this is gruesome well i remember one of my parents friends husband died and she called my mom exasperated and said what do you mean i have to pay the electricity i mean just simple stuff like that another um one of our our clients came and said when when do i take off my wedding ring i mean it's like heartfelt stuff that you have to deal with finance wise and just stuff just grieving wise yeah, you said it. It's it's one of the most difficult parts of what we do, but it's also one of the most important things that we do when we serve our clients is when there's a loss of a spouse, the emotions are running high. I mean, it's a very difficult time, a time that you just really can't prepare for. And if you're not organized on the financial side and the estate planning side, now it's even more overwhelming and it's hard to deal with. I just had a phone call 
from a client in Arizona. Well, we serve some clients in Arizona. A gentleman, 52 years old, just lost his wife and she was 54. And this is, this is how important this stuff is. So she, she lost a, a battle with breast cancer. So it wasn't unexpected. She had battled uh, cancer for about two and a half years. But right before her diagnosis, their son got a job at a life insurance company and he was just starting out. So to help him, they bought a life insurance policy for each one of them. Before that, she had a $20,000 policy. She bought a $1.3 million policy three months before she was diagnosed with breast cancer. So that was just, oh, it just so happened we did this for that. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. When you look back, it's like, wow, what if that wouldn't have happened? And here's some statistics that many of you listening right now may be surprised to learn. And Bill, I'll ask you first. What do you, if you had to guess, the average age, because typically these women outlive us men, so I'm just going to go with the statistics. Mm -hmm. So talking about widows, what would you guess or put the average age of a widow at? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm going to say 63. Yeah. That's no, good. Yeah, that's, that, that's close. Oh. 59 is the average age of a widow. Many times when we think of widow, we think of, oh, somebody in their 70s or somebody in their 80s. But that's not the case. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, 2,800 women become widows every day in the United States. And so we're either going to deal with when this happens, when it happens, or you can be proactive and then go on with life because it does take preparation. We take pride in ourselves that we have these conversations with our clients about being prepared. There's a lot to think about. And, you know, 59 is young. So again, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, when a woman becomes a widow, on average, she lives another 12 and a half years, and many beyond that. So that takes some game planning. And in the case where, and Lori, I know this is near and dear to your heart, but how many times have you sat across the table from a widow, and of course it's over overwhelming, right? But in this scenario, he handled all the finances, and she didn't, she, she was happy with that, and didn't want any part of it, it's always been that way. He's done it. Now he passes away unexpectedly. And she says, I'm not for sure what we have, how it works or where it's at. Well, it happens often. It I, does. I think Too often. I, no, I, I know it, we were just talking about the, the um, generational or the vault that when we put everything in, dump everything in, obviously it's best when the both of the couple are still alive. We can put everything in the vault and then it's really easy to tap into what they have Where when somebody has it's so easy. It takes hours and hours and hours of guesswork out of this the whole the whole situation. Are there specific things that you guys do at Hampshire Wealth Management to help people get ready for this? Yeah, that's a good question. And you know, there are things beyond just the organizational part of it, Bill. You've got do you have a will in place? Is it up to date? Are your beneficiaries up to date? Do you have powers of attorney? Maybe you need a trust. So these are all things that are on the estate planning side, but tie right into the financial planning. And that's why at Hampshire Wealth, we have our own estate planning attorney right in house to be able to assist with exactly what you need 
and what you don't. So, which is, it's nice for everybody. Um, but anyways, I, I also want to say, I, I got to say, I think it's kind of funny. We're talking about Golden Girls because I always say, Troy, when you die, I'm I'm done. I'm going to be the Golden Girls. I'm going to live with my mom and a couple of my friends. I'm <laughs> done with yeah, marriage nope, and he always says well what if i die first well look at the t- statistics man <laughs> you're dying a lot oh, earlier than i am ouch uh well that that might be a good time for a break there a <laughs> pause there that's that's heavy <laughs> i think you might be right so here's the thing none of us want to talk about it but we do have to plan for when we're not here anymore and if that's something you need to get in order it's a great time to call the folks at hampshire wealth management 720 706 8787 is the number. 720-706-8787 for your free financial review that does include estate planning if that's something you haven't taken care of yet. Coming up on the show, uh, we're going to talk about the three signs that you should be aware of if you're thinking about retiring. And Troy and Lori are going to answer a question that a lot of us are asking. If I decide to work a little longer than most, when should I start taking Social Security? That's coming up on Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. Want more lessons on how to reach your financial goals? Connect online at hwealth.org or talk to our team members now at 720-706-8787. That's 720-706-8787. This is Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. Welcome back to Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. I'm Bill Seller with Troy and Laurie Hampshire of Hampshire Wealth Management. Little uh, little chair dancing on a Saturday morning. BTO taking care of business. Love it. I love that one. And I, this is a I played this because I thought this was a cool story. Uh, Randy Bachman wrote that song back in I don't know what 1970 whatever, and somewhere along the line lost the guitar that he wrote it on. But a huge fan of Bachman Turner Overdrive did some internet sleuthing and found the guitar for him, and he's going to get it back from a Tokyo vintage guitar shop. That is crazy. 50 years later. That is master sleuthing. I didn't know guitars had VIN numbers. I mean, how how would you know? How do you even track that down? I don't know that it has a VIN number. I don't know. You know, he may have he may have carved something in it. There might be something he, oh. only he did to it. I, I don't know either. But uh, I just that thought that was kind of a cool story. Yeah, but he found it in a Tokyo guitar shop. It's like, how do you track that down? I could see, like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it, it was in a you know museum in the local or whatever. I wonder what the how finder's do, fee is on that. The guitar shop in Japan is willing to give it up uh, if they get something similar in return for a similar guitar. So. That's cool. It's, it, it's kind of like uh, the actual guitar is going to be worth more than the replacement uh, in intrinsic value. But it's kind of like the guy that caught the base or the uh, gosh, what was it? Bill, you're going to have to help me out here. It was, it was this foot, last football season. The oh, six hundred. Yeah, Tom Brady's, <laughs> and and the guy has it. He's like, yes. And so Tom Brady has somebody run over there and he gets it from him and he gave him like some you know a signed shirt or whatever. I don't it's think like, he realized he was throwing it to him. Did he? Well, like, the, here's the, me the, talking about football. No, the, it wasn't right. him, it's the receiver. <laughs> oh, okay, I got Tom it. Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown pass <laughs> to a... <laughs> a 
That's <laughs> why I'm the good football uh, one. You're so pretty <laughs> this morning. Look, you know, t- Tom Brady's good. But the one thing he's not doing is throwing touchdown passes to himself. I'm just telling you that right now. Okay, all right. I got it. <laughs> good and fast. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Yeah, you know, it, it, that would be something. But, yeah, when that, that guy got the ball and now he had to give it back, it was like, he, like he'd like he won a jackpot, right? Like he'd hit the lottery. And that kind of leads us into the next thing we're talking about. Yeah. Because uh, already in January, some lives have changed because – of the lottery. This is Powerball. Good evening, America. I'm Sam Marlin. Tonight we have another life-changing jackpot for you. It is worth an estimated $632.6 million. That jackpot had two winners. Well, you know, three if, if you count Uncle Sam because he always wins uh, when people win the lottery. Always. Uh, each winning ticket was actually worth uh, an, an annuitized amount of about $316 million, but the feds, uh, when they withhold 24% of that, it reduces the lump sum by $54 million. And then look, that sounds like a lot. And I'm not really good at math, but 316 minus 54 carry the one. That, that you still got a lot of money <laughs> as far as right. that goes when you're talking millions. But uh, how, how do you help your clients be more efficient with their investment dollars so that Uncle Sam uh, doesn't dip too deep into their pockets? We tell them to buy more lotto tickets, right? <laughs> that, um, that's about it. That's our advice. Yeah, you know, we, we've been doing the, the dollars and cents radio show for so long that, you know, one of my lines that I used to love to say is, listen, at, at minimum, if you're not going to get a solid financial plan, buy the right lottery ticket. Uh, this was a big one. And, uh, you know, what was the number you put out there, Bill? Uh, $54 million or something like that in, ca- in taxes? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that, the 24% reduced it by about $54 million. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, having the conversation about taxes in retirement really wasn't an issue. It was not a front burner issue. Folks would retire, maybe have a pension, Social Security, a little bit of savings, and things were fine, right? But things are different now. And it is a front burner issue, if not the front burner issue for folks retiring today, taxes in retirement. Why? Well, for many folks retiring now, first of all, pensions are sort of a thing of the past for the majority of Americans. If you're blessed enough to have a pension, we're happy for you. That's fantastic because it is a blessing. But most companies have gotten out of the pension business and into the 401k business. So when folks are retiring now, many of them, their biggest asset is their 401k, right? And it's all pre-tax. So they transition into retirement and they're like, you know, it looks like I can afford to, to take 80000 a year and it, it should last me a while. And they don't realize the impact that, well, wait a minute, all of my income from my 401k or my IRA, it's taxed as ordinary income. And so they may be short on tax-friendly dollars in some cases, and that's a big deal. You know, folks are worried about outliving their money, so having a tax strategy in place is paramount in the world that we live in today, and taxes are only going to go up. That's a fact. I mean, just since COVID, the trillions of dollars in government spending uh, over the last 18 months is staggering. Well, folks, that's gonna get paid for one way or another and it's going to come through taxation. And so folks retiring today really have to be mindful of what their strategy is going to be. And at Hampshire Wealth, we do take that serious and we game plan. We have two CPAs 
that work directly with us, assisting our clients in getting them in the most tax efficient uh, plan and strategy possible. Uh, you know, that comes down to things like, well, how does this income affect my Social Security? Uh, should I take my Social Security? And we're going to be talking about that here before the end of the program at one time versus another time. Should I consider a Roth IRA conversion prior to retirement? We specialize in those types of strategies with our clients. We provide a Roth conversion strategy guide to help them identify if they are a good candidate for a Roth conversion. Uh, how much can you afford to withdraw from your savings uh, before you're in the next income threshold? So all of these things are very important, but they're all tax related. So it's very important if you're already in retirement and you're already recognizing that you didn't know what you didn't know when it came to taxation, it's not too late. The best time to start is right now. And so, uh, you know, I urge you, if, if you're within five years of retiring, have that conversation now. And it should be with an investment advisor because an investment advisor is a fiduciary. A fiduciary is a financial professional that is obligated to put your interests first. They represent you, not a company or a product. Uh, so it's your, your future your tax plan is too important not to work with a fiduciary. But boy, I tell you, it's, um, I, you know, this, this story is cool about the Powerball, right? Uh, and it's like, yeah, but gosh, they still had $225 million afterwards, so I wouldn't worry about that. But if that's not your case, that you're still left over with the $225 million, if you probably need to manage that taxation, then work with a fiduciary, have that conversation, and have a complimentary financial review. It, it's so important. Yeah, that, that's always like I tell folks, you know, Uncle Sam is not really a family member. You know, no. just <laughs> so. Well, he's some people's family member. Yeah. But really? we don't, you know, we don't want to give him too much of the of the family money, right? So I think uh, getting right. in touch with Troy and Laurie and their team at Hampshire Wealth Management is is the best thing you can do today because they're going to be able to sit down with you and make sure that you are ready for all of these taxes that are coming your way to make sure you're ready for inflation, uh, health care, things that you can't control that will affect your retirement money. So give them a call at 720-706-8787. That's 720-706-8787. Somebody from Hampshire Wealth Management is standing by right now to talk with you off the air to get your appointment set up for you. So I'd make the call if for no other reason than to get a little peace of mind, right? Being able to sleep at night when you're in retirement is a big deal. And the, the best way you can help yourself sleep at night is by getting that complimentary financial review from the good folks at Hampshire Wealth Management. Give them a call today. Get on the calendar. Get in there and, and start giving yourself a little peace of mind. And it's funny, as we're talking about retirement, one of the, the questions that everybody asks is, when can I retire? And the folks at NerdWallet recently put out an article about the three signs that you should pay attention to if you uh, think that you're ready to retire. The first one is that you faced your fears. The second one is that your financial plan has been stress tested and also understand what you're retiring to, not just from. Now, again, that's from the folks at NerdWallet. Troy, Laurie, are, are, are these good things to think about as we kind of shut the door on our job for the last time? Absolutely. You know, we, we've talked about 
multiple components throughout today's program that that really help us identify what those things are. For example, Bill, you mentioned uh, stress testing your your financial plan, your portfolio. Well, first of all, the most important factor is, do you have a plan? You know, I've always said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So if you don't have a plan, you're not ready to retire. And so you want to be prepared for retirement. Bill, you said it earlier in the program that, uh, you know, once you retire, now all of a sudden that paycheck stops and you have to use your resources that you've spent all of those decades accumulating. Now they have to create your paycheck. So having that plan, very, very important. And then many other little things, and they're not little things, but, but they're important things that make up the big picture of the plan. When should I take Social Security? Now, we're going to talk about that a little bit more specifically, but that's part of stress testing your plan is understanding ahead of time when to take Social Security. If you have a pension, which option is best for you? You know, if I have a pension and we're, we're looking, they send me a, a packet and they say, well, you've got option A, B, C, or D. What, what do you think? Well, I don't know, Lori, what do you think? Well, I'm not for sure. It's your pension. What do you? So, you know, many of these decisions are one time decisions and you don't get a do over. They're irrevocable decisions. So it's important to sit down with a fiduciary and get the facts straight, have a plan. How many people, Lori, have we sat down with husband and wives and when they walk out, they say, boy, I just was dreading coming to the, you know, and having this review. We've been kind of putting it off. I feel so good, like a weight's been lifted off my shoulder. Oh, it happens all the time. But let's face it, going to your financial advisor is not the Agreed. fun thing that you want to do. You plan for your vacations. That's exciting and stuff. But, you know, when it comes down to it and you got two weeks to go down to meet your financial advisor, it's not an exciting process. So, I mean, we get it. We understand we're not here for fun, but there's a reason that we do what we do so that you don't have to. So we can help you plan for your future and stuff. But Bill, you had said facing your fears. And I this is the, the biggest thing I see with when we're looking at a couple or talking to a couple about retirement, usually or in a lot of cases, especially, okay, so with my own parents, there's a saver and there's a spender. And that is a fear you face in your own home every day, that spouse who is the opposite of you. And how are we gonna, like, no, we gotta, we can't take vacations in retirement because then we'll spend all our money or yeah, I mean you just have two different ways of looking at things and and it's hard it's and that typically happens when you don't have a plan it it creates fear it, because mm-hmm. it's well can we afford this vacation or or can't we yeah what are we gonna do in retirement and no we can't go out to dinner twice a week or or what have you but that that causes a lot of friction because when you're working and you have more often than more often than not two incomes you don't have those same discussions that you're gonna have when you're preparing for retirement. So it can get dicey a little bit. I mean, you can you, you get dicey. We, and we see it sometimes we feel like, we could we just step out of the room for 10 minutes while y'all have this conversation? It gets kind of uncomfortable, it, but it's so I, true. I was gonna ask you that. How, how, how often when you're sitting with folks, do you, do you feel like your financial advisor slash marriage counselor? Oh, 90% gosh. of the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, since COVID, um, you know, that the pandemic really, kind of forced a lot of folks into retirement prematurely. And those that were prepared were totally excited. They're like, you know what? I've accepted this. We're prepared. We've had our plan in place. But those that were planning on working for five more years that did not have a plan in place, totally freaked out, worried, stressed. Can I make it? Do I have enough? Do I, I, how sleeping I, at do, night. Do I go back to work? But Lori, you said facing your fears and 
boy, I, t- I had a lot of conversations once that pandemic hit and folks were kind of retiring early. And in cases where, let's say, the wife was already retired and the husband had not retired, one of the biggest fears is was for the, the, the wife. It's like, I don't know how this is going to be having him around the house all day. Oh, my Lanza, so many times. Oh, my God. I mean, that, and that's a fact. And that was a real concern. And, you know, knock on wood, all the ones we know, they're, they're still living. They haven't killed each other. Uh, and they figured it out, but it's it's legitimate. Right? Absolutely, it is. It's unfortunate, but it's you have to laugh sometimes. But you realize that you're not alone because so many people. If you're listening and you have the same problem in your house or issue in your house, don't worry because you're not the only ones. You are not alone. But it does take work to when we're. It's a challenge when we put together financial plans. It's a puzzle that we put together. Her needs, his needs, you know, the income, the expenses, everything has to have a place. And at least you know what you're you're on the same page once the puzzle's completed. And there's a plan for for all of the things that you may or may not think of in retirement. So, but if you're not on the same page, having a financial professional to make that it's not black and white. There is some gray area, and when we try and meet in the middle. And of course, that, that you're talking about uh, people now having to spend time together that they didn't right. before. But <laughs> right. that kind, that kind of leads to the last point that they made was that it's you know understanding what you're retiring to, not just from. Do you have a lot of exactly. folks that come in and realize, you know what, I, I really don't want to sit at home. Do they do they start volunteering? Do they do they get like a consulting job or a part time job or? So many people struggle at first, or they just dive in thinking, I'm going to have something going on in my day, and it doesn't always help that way. Like my dad is that perfect example. He he thought it was going to be great. Well, it was for about the first month, and he wants to travel. Now my mom is in her 70s. She looks like she's in her 50s, but she's she still works part-time because it makes her feel like she's got something to do and got something to to give to the world so you got then you got again those two parents that are so opposite dad needs to go on vacation and mom's like well I got to work so um, it it's a struggle and you've got it you do have to find that purpose but boy if you find it there's so many blessings in it whether it's you know charity work or or giving back to your neighbors or shoot some people is just reading books constantly so but yeah everybody's got to find that that niche that they're gonna participate in life somehow in some way shape or form after they retire yeah and, and you've, you've mentioned it a couple of times too guys that that you know not only are you retiring when you do your paycheck stops and one of our biggest incomes uh becomes social security right, right. And, and that's a that's a big decision that you face is you've mentioned it several times today troy when do you take Social Security, and especially now, some folks that are deciding to work a little longer than most. Well, you know, one of our listeners actually had that question. I just turned 66 years old, and I'm currently still working. Does it make sense for me to go ahead and turn on my Social Security, even though I don't need income right now? How, how would you How would you answer that for her? Well, first of all, I would say, you know, I, I need more information. Uh, it's not just a yes or no, because Social Security... Uh, the claiming decision is not an off the rack, one size fits all. It is the opposite of that. And most folks will end up taking the advice of, well, my my neighbor's really smart and they said, you take it right at 62. That's what I did. And so whenever you're getting advice from a, you know, a really knowledgeable friend or coworker or what have you, they're gonna tell you to do exactly what they did. Lori, your parents uh, argued about this as mm-hmm. well. 
your your dad wanted to take it as soon as he was eligible, and your mom wanted to wait until you know until she was eighty. Until <laughs> she was eighty, that's so yeah, legitimate. <laughs> but but it, it's not, and you really have to look. You know, as a fiduciary, uh, Bill, in answering her question, I would say I need to to know more. Tell me about. Uh, you know, she said, well, I don't need the money. Okay, do you have longevity? Are you married? Is there a spouse taking income? When do you plan on retiring? Uh, There's more to it than just saying yes or no. And unfortunately, most people are getting advice from people who really don't truly understand Social Security and how it works. You know, and it's not a one-size-fits-all, and nor do we ever tell anybody when to trigger their Social Security, unless obviously they need it and they're out of work and they need it. Recently, we had a gentleman come in from Kiowa out in eastern Colorado, and he said basically, you know, I don't know if I should start taking my Social Security or not. And just like Troy said, well, I need more information than that. But he, he had recently had a heart attack. He didn't think that longevity in his family, he'd live past, you know, maybe 70 or so. Um, hopefully that obviously isn't going to happen. But but he said his wife is going to live into her 90s. So what I did was I said, I can't. I can't tell you when to take it, but what I did do was I took the numbers, his his numbers from if he took it, started started taking it now, as well as his wife's benefits, and I I stretched them out, saying, hey, you start at sixty two. Here's what you're gonna have 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 had received at the by the age of seventy, which is one hundred and seventy one thousand. Now, if we waited till his full retirement age at sixty seven in that three year window, so instead of sixty two to seventy in that three year window um, at a higher payout he would have received at age 70 117,000. So obviously if you're going for, you know, 7-8 year span, that's that's more accumulated money you're going to get from the government. However, if you've got a long life and you're going to live until your 90s, boy, we could have stretched into 90 and you would have seen a lot more had he waited. So again, we're not going to give advice on when, but we can always run numbers like that. Yeah, so those of you listening are probably saying, so is there an answer? Is there any way to even know what the best possible decision for me is? And the answer is yes. So we utilize a proprietary software and it's called the Social Security Maximization Report. And we plug in your date of birth. We plug in your, it's called your PIA, your primary insurance amount. That's the amount your benefit would be at your full retirement age, which is determined by the year you were born. And then it runs every possible scenario. And I'm talking there are many, many scenarios in there because a lot of folks think, well, do I take it at 62, 66, or 70? And I will tell you, in reviewing thousands of these Social Security maximization reports over the years, I will tell you that over 90% of the time, it was none of 62, 66, or age 70. It was a different claiming strategy based on their spouse, based on their spouse's benefit. One was larger than the other, but it really, because your benefit increases every month from age 62 to age 70, not once a year or once every four years. And there's also a cost of waiting. You know, well, if I don't take it at 64 and if I, and when do you plan on retiring? Um, If you take social security before your full retirement age, for example, and you're still working, well, if you don't need it and you're not full retirement age, you're going to lose benefits. And so these are all factors that must be considered. And so that's why we use our software to produce and provide each and every individual 
wondering when is the best time to claim and what strategy should they use this Social Security Maximization Report. That's a powerful tool. You know, it'd be really nice if everything was so easy and in a nice little box and just like watching you speak thinking, gosh, if everyone, we always, we always say everybody's got their own individual story and your neighbor's not like you are and vice right. versa. Everybody's got their own pile of stuff that we kind of put together. But I was thinking, boy, it would be kind of nice if there was one simple answer for everyone. Not right. going to happen, but but it would make things kind of nice and easy and cut and dried. But you gotta, everybody's gotta kind of play by the rules too. So rules wise, we kind of take into account each individual person's circumstance and tell them, you know, why and what might make the best sense or the most sense in their particular situation. And the claiming strategies over the last 10 years have changed drastically. So different claiming strategies that were available 10 years ago are no longer available today. And these decisions are irrevocable. They're, they're permanent decisions. So, you know, we tell all of our clients, let's get it right the first time. And that's our goal. And, and that, that is the goal for everybody, right? Because that, that's what we have to live off of as we get into retirement and roll through those years. So right. calling the team again at Hampshire Wealth Management right now to set up your free financial review is going to be one of the better phone calls you make today. 720-706-8787. Let Troy and Lori and their team at Hampshire Wealth Management make sure the retirement plan you have is set up to work the way that you need it to work for you to help get you through your retirement years. I mean, things you've got to consider is, is your risk versus return where it should be for where you are in life right now. All these things we talked about today that we have no control over that affect our money, right? Inflation, tax laws, uh, rising healthcare costs. We even talk about that, but that's another big factor. So all of these things that can affect your retirement money that you've worked so hard to put away are out there. And that's why it's a good idea to get a second set of eyes on your retirement plan. And that's exactly what you get with your free financial review from the good folks at Hampshire Wealth Management. 720-706-8787. Get on the calendar. Make your appointment right now. Somebody from Hampshire Wealth Management is standing by right now to talk with you. Guys, it's been great. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And you too, Bill. You, too. you know, I always feel like I've learned something when we hang out. And um, you know what? I have. And I'm looking forward to what it is we talk about next week and learn some more stuff. And we look forward to it. You have a great week, Bill, and everybody else listening as well. Thanks so much for joining in. Thank you. Absolutely. This is Denver's Dollars and Cents Radio Show. been listening to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show. Investment advisory services offered through Hampshire Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Colorado and Arizona. Insurance products and services offered through Hampshire Group Incorporated. Hampshire Wealth Management, LLC and Hampshire Group Incorporated are affiliated companies. At a time when we're not sure who to trust, it can be especially tough to trust someone with our life savings. After all, you put 30, 40, or even more years into building those savings. Now you might need them to last just as long. That's why Troy and Lori and their team at Hampshire Wealth Management offer a complimentary financial review. They'll give you an objective view of where you stand today, what tomorrow looks like, and best of all, it's all in black and white. It's about a plan, not a product. And it's the start of a relationship that will last you all the way through retirement. Just call 720-706-8787 to get started. That's 720-706-8787. Someone from Troy and Lori's team is waiting to talk with you off the air right now. Or find out more online at hwealth.org.